Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Order and chaos. Chaos and order. For some, you came to worship today to get out of the chaos. Maybe life's been a season for you the first quarter of 2018 and things are just crazy. And you look and you say, you know what? If I go to a familiar place with familiar people, with a familiar story, with familiar music, maybe I'll just get a little out of the chaos. And maybe deep inside my soul, something will be restored. Something will be built up in that hour and 15 minutes that I've been missing for the last... 91 days. Maybe there's something for us in the reality of Jesus' resurrection that is the foundation upon which we can build our lives. If you came looking for chaos, you... Well, not so much. Everything's pretty well ordered and pretty well together. And that's a lot different than it was on that first Easter Sunday. Things were pretty chaotic for the ladies. Mark chapter 16, verse 8, says these words. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Chaos. They had a chaotic Sunday morning. Actually, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday had been chaotic for them. The women went to the tomb to see Jesus in chaos, hoping that by wrapping him up and saying goodbye, and doing the things of ceremony and tradition, that somehow they could just have order in their life and may be able to sleep just a little bit more peacefully than they had the last couple days. And then that's that. Put it away. Let it go. Just get back to life in general. But it just didn't happen that way. <laughs> More chaos. They got there and Jesus was gone. The tomb was empty. Crucified people who are died just don't disappear. And even more disappeared people who died don't show up and tap you on the shoulder. In that chaotic moment, Mary is there at the tomb. It's depicted in that beautiful window. In a state of chaos of pain, of anxiety and worry. Jesus doesn't ask to show her his 15 PowerPoints on the power of the resurrection. He he doesn't ask her to sit and listen to a sermon. He doesn't say, I told you so. Jesus taps her on the shoulder and says the one thing that's familiar to all of us, our name. And order was restored and chaos was gone. Is there chaos in your life right now? Come to church with a little bit of chaos. Some of that's externally driven. It's just part of life in the big wide world. If you're a news hawk, if you wake up and have all the things on your iPad or your phone, you you watch it, you see it. You watch chaos unfurl before you every morning before you even go to work. Missiles from Korea falling into the Pacific Ocean and making their way farther and farther and farther east, splashing closer and closer, and a guy on the other side, thousands of miles away, saying, eventually, I'll get to you. That's chaos. 
in our own country, wondering what's going on as we argue about ideology and amendments and, and trying to figure out what's going to happen with, when large crowds gather after gunshots spray and chaos ensues. In my own neighborhood, we had a shooting this month, this year. On January 29th, a man was orderly getting out to go to swim practice. He's a swimming coach up off Portico Terrace in Serrano Heights. There was a gentleman trying to get into his car. He said, what the heck are you doing trying to get into my car? And the man took off, the criminal took off running and the man followed him. Shots rang out, a very peaceful part of Orange in a very quiet place and the whole neighborhood. Safe places don't seem so safe when there's chaos. And sometimes stuff just happens that brings that sense of chaos to us. Other types of disorder and chaos come from inside. And those are really hard to get away from. If you came with some of that today, a, a, almost like an existential anxiety where you said, it just being me is, is hard work every day. That's really hard to get away from. Feelings driven by events can cause chaos in our hearts. And, and sociologists right now that Americans are chronically anxious about an awful lot of stuff. There's chaos and tension in our families when things are going like this, and then it just twists a little bit. There's chaos when our lives are going one direction, and then things change and life becomes unpredictable and it's really hard to manage that chaos anyone who's lost a job can tell you of that chaos because that drives a profound sense of anxiety people moving and finding new lives in other locales that drives anxiety chemical abuse alcoholism Arguing and conflict in families, all of those things are chaotic. And sometimes maybe you wonder if, if there's just any one place that you can put your foot down. You can put your big old cowboy boot down and say, here's where I'm going to stand. And from this place, I'm going to take my next step. But my foot, my boot is on this rock and this rock ain't moving when I push off. Because the opposite of chaos is order. Unchecked chaos leads to conflict among people. That we understand and know. A sense that our lives are kind of lost and not connected together. And perhaps the most painful result, a lack of meaning. That I'm doing all this stuff that's driving all this anxiety and nothing means anything. I'm just kind of getting up and going through the motions and you live and you die and then The ladies in our text were there at the tomb, hoping that after a chaotic week, there would be some order in the garden. And after a moment of chaos that the body was gone, yet Jesus appeared to them. And when he appeared, order and peace superseded the anxiety and the chaos. Anxious hearts found peace. And the one solid rock upon which they could push off into their future was right under their feet, and his name was Jesus. I think you came to church today because you want a little bit of order. There's got to be a little bit of order. 
And so today, whether you come here every week or whether this is your first shot at St. John's, this is a place of order. Events and people that are more predictable than not. I didn't even have to script or put on the screen. When I said Christ is risen, everyone bellows back, He is risen indeed. Some of the hymns you know by memory, the story of Jesus rising from the dead, whether you have come every Sunday or you just kind of snuck in today, either way, that drives a sense of, of peace. The alleluias, the music, the prayers, the preacher, thin last year, heavy this year, but the same <laughs> message. Order is restoring our hearts. Order because Christ rose from the dead. Order from chaos, which we get to experience for an hour and about 14 minutes today, depending how quickly, with dignity, we can commune all y'all. For a few moments, we get to experience the order and the peace of the res resurrected Jesus. Because in Christ who is alive, order, Order is restored. And our lives are built on the order of the resurrection. That Christ brings life through his resurrection. Sin brings chaos and brokenness and disorder and lostness. But Christ brings forgiveness and love and salvation. Sometimes it seems like sin's chaos just doesn't go away. It seems like it's always kind of got its little shadow around the world. It's kind of open the door and peeking on the other side. But the death and the resurrection of Jesus slams the door on sin and guilt and shame. God forgives our sins because of Jesus. And the seal that God accepted, the sacrifice of his son, is when he raised him up from the dead. Here in this place, you are close to God. And where you are close to God, there is order in your life and order in your heart and a strong foundation upon which to step into April 1st and 2nd and the rest of 2018. You are close to God, not far away from Him. You are a child of God. You are a lamb of the Good Shepherd. You may be the prodigal son welcomed home. You may be the lost coin that is found, the lost sheep that is found. For our sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ. And the chaos of lostness is destroyed in the order of the resurrection of the dead. Order restored. God loves you for Jesus' sake. And that peace is why you're here today. And I like the heaven peace too. Women were looking for Jesus, and his death had brought them an incredible amount of chaos. As Lutheran pastors were trained to deal with that chaotic thing, there's not a lot of emergency rooms and those things that Pastor Rosso or myself or Pastor Hayes have, have not been in. Pastor Van Blarken, he's young, he probably can't even find his way around UCI, but maybe we can show him. <laughs> we're good at that. Coming into a hospital room after someone has expired in the chaotic moment for the family is found, not in recalling all the stuff 
But order is found in the spirit of the living Jesus, living and being communicated and being breathed in by those who are undergoing the chaos of having lost a loved one. The resurrection brings order. And life defeats death. And here and now gives way to eternity. And as surely as Jesus rose from the dead, so too the gate of heaven swings open for you and me. The gift of eternal life is given to you and me through faith in Jesus Christ. The gate swings open, as I said. The gift of eternal life is, is ours. If Christ is in the dead, is still in the grave, and there's bones rotted in Jerusalem somewhere, then we're crazy. But more than 500 people saw him at one time. And people saw him all over the place. And there he was. And here he is right now. Bringing life in the midst of chaos. Bringing life and order to you and me. Rest in that word and find, find the energy for living in that sense of order and peace. My grandpa was a very wise man. It was really hard to get him mad. He had a bald head, of which I do not have yet. <laughs> Grandpa's teeth were brown with cigarette smoke. He smoked from the time he was 13 to his dying days. I like to tell the story, and if you're new to St. John's, you haven't heard this before, but my grandmother was a nurse, and she would look at the doctor when my grandpa would go in for physicals, and she would say, you need to tell Vern to quit smoking. And the doctor would smile and wink at my grandpa and say, do you want to kill him? <laughs> it was really hard to get grandpa mad. Even working in frustrating things, when things didn't measure right, things didn't cut right in the garage, grandpa was a man who worked with his hands. There was something deep and resonant inside of him. Never too hot and frothy, never too. If you gave him a Packers game and a cold one and a few camel cigarettes with a grandson, he was a very peaceful, peaceful man. And I become an observer of people older than myself, not in a creepy way or It seems that that population gets smaller and smaller as I get older and older. But what is it about people who have followed Jesus through their whole life? That there's an order and a calm to them when things get to be the most chaotic. The difficult, painful things still sting them and hurt them. But the order that they have deep inside their soul is not something eternal and solid and rich that their lives are built upon. And in the chaos of life, they never surrender that peace. I'm grateful for the older people in our congregation who have modeled that for those who are getting older like me and for those who are young like all of you. Because there's great value in living a life in Jesus having an ordered life. An ordered life looks a little bit like grandpa's life, and I think that's good. An ordered life that can resiliently handle chaos is connected to God and community through weekly worship. It's what you do. It's the ebb and the flow of life, the repetition of promises, 
the gospel, the community, the sacramental presence of our Lord Jesus, celebrated here today and celebrated week by week and bit by bit. And over a lifetime, these bring a heavenly order that wars against chaos and brings peace. And an ordered life is one that constantly grows and evolves in the faith. Never the same day twice, always growing wiser, older, more solidified in the faith and the promises of the story of Jesus. The more we repeat it, the deeper the roots go. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, Moses, Rahab, Mary, and the women who went to the tomb, your grandma and grandpa, your mom and dad, you, your children, your grandchildren. We grow in our faith. The story isn't merely told once a year on Easter or maybe also at Christmas. Rather, it's that story that we tell today and sit in for a moment that invites our participation in the word and the promise of God. And that story defines our reality in our lives and moves us from Frederick Nietzsche's God is dead nihilism to God is alive and Christ is risen and life has meaning. Because he rose from the dead. Finally, an ordered life is a life that shared with other people. Man, if it were just me singing today, there wouldn't be nearly as many people today. And if you were preaching it, well, maybe, I don't know. But we no longer live for self and self alone, or primarily living for self. Christians who follow Jesus find meaning and life and order and caring for and loving one another and those in our families and communities. It wasn't one woman or one disciple. It was the women together. It was Peter and the disciples. But community was built through the resurrection. It wasn't about me and Jesus riding into the sunset. It was together saying, what do you think? And what did you see? And how did it work? And what does it mean? And let's sit and talk and encourage and love and care for each other. And let's find order and meaning in the community of the church and the community of the people who celebrate the resurrection and live according to the resurrection of Jesus. And in that life of connecting and growing and sharing, there is great, great meaning. And it's that meaning that drives out chaos. It allows us to bear with one another in great love. That's what we do because that's who we are. So you're in the right place today to have chaos replaced with order, to have fear replaced with confidence, to have death replaced with life. Chaos and order, order and chaos. And I'm reminded the words that brought peace to the women are words of great order and great power. He's not here. He's risen. Just like he said, he would order from chaos. Amen. Amen.